Hi, Tom. Hello. For the third time. <laughs> Don't ask me how I am, mate. I can't answer you. I can't answer you three times in a row. We. <laughs> And say the same answer. No. Oh my lord. I'll tell you yeah. how I am. I'm frustrated. I am. We are. Oh, shit, you are at technology. This is so. so <laughs> this is literally. We're not, this is no longer called Double Trouble, the Twin Dad podcast. This is called Amateur Hour. Uh, um, and yeah, we're sorry, everyone, about no episode, midweek episode this week. We did record last week and it was a shambles. It was a shambles. It was a shambles. Well, let's move on anyway. Let's move um, on. The girls are one. The girls are one. Yes, they are. 12 How months. Good. Mate, unreal. Absolutely unreal. 12 months of being a, a father, a twin father. And we survived, Robin and I. We absolutely survived. Um, you look well, mate, today as well. Do you know you what? You had a haircut. Mate, I had a haircut just for... You were giving me shit for the last two episodes about going grey. And do you know what? I had the grace taken out. Mate, just for men, on top. <laughs> I'm looking, I'm trying to dig a sponsorship with, by, uh, with, uh, go up it, get a bit, a little bit of a collaboration with just for men going on with here. Brill cream. Brill cream. Wet look. Uh, you and backs. Pair of legends. But yeah, I am, I am looking better than normal. Looking more refreshed. I think that, do you know why, do you know what I think that is down to? Celebrated the girls turning one yesterday. By putting them into daycare all day and Robin and I having a day to ourselves, or actually, that's a lie, half a day to ourselves. We went out in the morning for some brunch and just relaxed. And well deserved. Well, do you know what? Really well deserved. I have to say, pat myself on the back and say, you made it. Talk me through brunch. It wasn't really, it was, it was pretty aggressive. Was it a bottomless brunch? Oh, yeah, we're no. having it. No, 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 no mimosas, no, uh, no Bloody Marys, actually alcohol free, but we had French onion soup, right? Listen, it, it was pretty aggressive, right? French onion what, soup. What and time? Then it was 11.30, 11 a.m. <laughs> That's too soon for onions in general, let alone a French onion soup. Way too soon. Like we were laughing, Robin and I were laughing. We're not big fans of brunch food because it's pretty shit normally. So we were like, right. We're just going to go. We went to a place called Maison Pickles um, on the Upper West Side. Pretty, pretty good. Um, and they're known for like the um, French onion soup, um, French toast. It's a bit of a French theme going on there. Um, so we had a French onion soup to start, and then we had what what's known as a French dip. Okay, you ever had a French dip before? No, uh, no, I've not. Yeah, right. tough crowd. No. Tough crowd. So for all the listeners, it's a baguette with roast beef inside and you get a pot of like jus gravy and all you do, right, bite or dunk, dunk the roast beef sandwich in the jus, bang. Stop saying jus, well annoying. Um, I'm all over it, to be fair. I bet you were honking afterwards though. Oh, mate. Oh, we were. But it was... Happy birthday to the girls. Parents come back absolutely stinking of onions, class. Best birthday ever. Best birthday ever. <laughs> mate, it was that. And then, what? yeah, um, loads, loads of, like, uh, loads of horseradish with it. It was it was great. We're actually one of the best, like, meals we've had in forever, and it was at 11 o'clock in the morning. Did you do that thing where you went out for a bit of time, celebrate, and all you did is speak about the girls? It's, that's part of the course. Yeah. Half of the course. Any date night Robin and I have had over the last year, and guess how many date nights we've had over the last year? Just you two. No, no girl. No, 
No one else where you get a babysitter. Oh God, no. Uh, over, if it's if it's over a handful, I'll be very surprised. I'm going to say three. One. Was it that one? Literally. No. Um, well, no, that was before then. Just one That's day. Mental. And you know what? It was crap. It was absolutely <laughs> both knackered. They both knackered. And it was like a lastminute.com reservation. So they sat us in the corner of this steak restaurant. And like you said, all we did was watch the kids on the camera, on the nanit, which is behind me, right? And talk about them. Yeah. Look at photos. We, we kind of said, we were like, what did we talk about before the kids? What the fuck do you talk about before the kids? This is it. Me and um, me and Jess have got a date night on Saturday for the first time in God knows how long. And instead of going for a meal, because all you do is, like you're saying, chat about the kids and how annoying they are and how great they are, obviously. Uh, we're going to go and do, I think we're, we're going to go into Birmingham and we're going to get an exit, like do some sort of, whether it be like a ghetto golf or like a flight club. Do you have a flight club sort of thing over there? At the dart? Yeah, just, just something that's actual... It's an activity as opposed to just sat there talking because our yeah. conversation is so crap that we have to actually do something to to spark a good yeah. conversation. Zero chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, do they have over, like, the axe thrown and things like that? Yeah, there is that, yeah, knocking about. I don't trust uh, don't trust Jess with an axe anywhere near me, so we'll have to go something different, I think. I don't believe that. No, I think that's a good, that's a good idea, isn't it? Do, a, do an activity... That way, you can still have a beer, still relax, but then you don't just sit there and drink a bottle of wine yeah. and a couple of cocktails. So we've not been out for a few drinks together for ages, to be fair. So it'd be, yeah, looking forward to something a bit different, mate. We ne- never really get, obviously, I usually work in weekends, aren't I? So we play on Friday night this week, so we've got Saturday, Sunday off. So means that we can uh, go and have a bit of fun on the Saturday. So looking forward to that. Very um, nice. Talk me through the girls being one. So... The day you dropped them off daycare, you two got the morning or half the day. Morning. Like yourselves. Yeah, morning. Then we picked them up from daycare. Stinking of onions. Stinking of onions. Very full at two o'clock. And then we just came back and just chilled. Uh, we've got a part. We're having a party for them. A party on um, Saturday. Ah, uh, that's this weekend coming. I, I, when when we last spoke, you were talking about having a party. And I didn't know whether it was the weekend before or the week. So it's the weekend coming. Weekend coming, mate. It is the weekend. Very coming. nice, very nice. And your old day's over in she? The old, the yeah, mum is over. She is like a pig in shit. Mate. Really? She's just like, oh my god. She's like, why do the kids have to be in daycare? She's like, she just wants them constantly. Uh, it's um, it is. I think we talked about it last time, but it is truly magical to see grandparents with grandkids. It really. Well, it must be with you as well, because obviously she's so far away. Isn't yeah, she, so. that's very true. Yeah, very true. But what's the crack with that? Can you can you not pull pull the kids out? Do you still have to pay if you pull them out, or and does your mum get a bit of time to go into the city or whatever? Yeah, I mean she just actually we're putting it to work over here. She's like painted, painted, done some painting, just doing some bits of cleaning. Um, but um, She's washing, washing your kecks again. <laughs> literally back to doing my laundry full time, uh, mate. Full time job. Yeah, we we like keep them on the routine in daycare because they've what they've just moved. To one nap a day. So where they previously would nap at like 10 till 11 and then two, three till four. And now they just do 12 till two or try and do 12 till two, which is it's never two hours. I think today they did an hour and a half, you see on the app. No. But getting them in that routine has been a bit, a bit of a stretch because 
when you get them back from daycare now, they're just knackered because they've only had that one nap in the day. So you're trying to push them out till seven, you know, till bedtime. And you're just playing, trying to keep them entertained. So how does that work at daycare? You, you drop them off and they nap at daycare. Do they have like cock? Yeah. Mate, full-blown, full-blown cops uh, on the floor and stuff like that. Yeah, daycare's, daycare's the one. That must um, be mad for them. I wonder if they put them into – do they put them into the routine or do, they can't just have like 20 kids that are all the same age, all in different routines? No, they're all, they all yeah. nap at the same time. That would be – Imagine that. Imagine they had to pull That would be manic. <laughs> be an absolute shit show. But yeah, so we, we just took them out of daycare at two and then just came back here and played with them, basically. I, we took the days off but both took the day off work and just enjoyed it. Nice. Little uh, Colin the Caterpillar cake. You do that over there no, or not? No, there isn't Colin. Colin the Caterpillar is not, oh, not a thing over here. I don't believe. Uh, but we're going to do a cake on Saturday. Uh, one of those, like, you know, those smash cakes they just put their hands in and stuff like that, which they don't really give a shit about. I don't know. Go on, talk through that. No? I think that you need to expand on that. I don't know what that is. You put a cake in front of the baby and, inst- and it just, like, rips it apart type thing. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so there's, it's more just for, it's called a smash cake. So we're going to get them. One thing that I was told is, you know, with the twins, right, make sure you've always got a individual cake each so they, it's not just the yeah. same day and, uh, you know, you're always bundled. That was a, that was some, that was somebody when we were in the hospital with them when they were just born, they were a twin and they were like, my one bit of advice would be, Make sure they each have their own birthday cake. Make sure, you know, it's very individualist. Yeah. Individual, individualist. Um, but yeah, that was um, that was a bit of advice. So we're, we're doing that on Saturday. That's always been a bit a thing that we've spoke about a little bit. I think that's similar advice to what you've had there with the cake, but with twins in general, like treating them as their own sort of individual. So it's like, even if you like, you don't want, you know, a card that says, you know, to Parker and Ryan or to Charlie and Finlay or to, to the boys or to the girls, you know, it's one card that says to Finlay or, you know, just trying to treat, treat them as individuals. Cause it's tough. Cause they are kind of packaged together. Um, yeah. I think they get it will be, how are the girls or how are the boys? It's, it does come like that, but trying to keep them as individual as possible at the same time. Yeah. I think it's more like how are the, tw- you know, it's always like the twins, how are the twins, you know, and, and that kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, how's your week been? Or how's your how's your ten days been? Because we fucked up last yeah. recording. It has been a while. It has been a while. It's been all right. I'm trying to think where we're up to, mate. I've got loads loads of little bits going on. Like we've had an ear infection with uh, with uh, Matilda. We've had a Veruca with Finlay. A Veruca. Veruca, absolute bazooka. That Veruca, mate. He was complaining about his foot, and I was like, I can't see anything here. This isn't like. What's going on? I thought he might have stood on something, had a splinter or something. Man, I look at the bottom of his toe and oh my Veruca, you can't you can't even miss it. It's literally like this mate, I was like, oh, don't know what to do about this. So got Jess to have a look at it, obviously. Um delegate. Always find that's the best way. So uh, Jess took um took him to the doctors. Cause I, mate, I've got the most vivid memories of being in France, right? Um I had a Veruca on my heel. And I've got the most vivid memories of my dad putting my foot in hot water and trying to like stab this Veruca, mate, try to pop it. So I'm like, oh, poor Finley, he's in for it here. But apparently, doctor said with uh, children under, I think it's under four, you don't treat them. You just have to, you get a special sock. So obviously, if he goes swimming, he can't be in bare feet, like yeah. with his old 
bloody Veruca foot over here. And if he's getting in the bath, obviously he's having a bath with with Charlie because they do everything together. Because that's what twins do, isn't it? By the way, I've just not I've not really listened to any more of your story. I've just got Mike Cruz in my head with this archaic like needle putting her foot in in hot yeah. water and just like mate, he's got me in a full figure four leg lock, mate. Like WWF, mate. Honestly, full William Regal, mate. Got me in a leg lock, stabbing my foot with this thing. Full, yeah, full leg lock, mate, trying to pierce it. Mate, that's all I can remember. My mum still talks about it now. She's like, oh, you were such a baby. You used to cry all the time. I was like, mum, he's dipping my foot in hot water, trying to stab my heel with a, with this needle. I can't imagine your dad's too gentle either. I can imagine he was just like, get the fuck in there no, now. Dad, dad's, dad's the most gentle person ever. But then obviously, if he needs to, he can just pin me and, yeah. Stab a stab a Veruca with his Stanley knife or whatever he was using. So yeah, luckily Finley avoided that, and it's uh, you don't treat them; you just put a sock on it. But mate, it looks it's massive. It looks quite sore. Bless him. Trying to get his shoes on and stuff now is a bit of an issue. So you've got to go, go, got to get him one shoe that's massive and one shoe that's not. You walk around with one clown shoe, one flipper, and one that's just a normal size. <laughs> Um, but no, we're, we're squeezing his foot in. But yeah, so that's been mate. That's been yeah frustrating. We've had yeah on on by antibiotics with Matilda's ear infection. She's been on off for a couple of weeks, and um, and then yeah, Finley's Veruca. Charlie just still. Uh, oh yeah, pot, potty training update. Uh, yeah, please. So, uh, the, the listeners, the listeners are really down for that. They want to know what is going on. So what how how far are we in now? We must be like three weeks into it now, maybe a little bit longer. Yeah. We today actually, just today, went from potties in the house to hiding the potties and putting them onto the toilet. So you get these like little seats that go on top of your toilet seat. And it's like obviously mm-hmm. like baby size or kid size. And they sit on yeah. that and that's just the the sort of the next step from going from potties to toilet or whatever. So we took them away this morning and I got down, uh, I got downstairs from having a shower and they both pooed the pants because they didn't know where the potty was. <laughs> so, so it's going well. The potties, the potties are back out. The potties are back out. But yeah, no, they're, they're doing really well, mate. They're still like, they're starting to come up to you and say, I need a wee or I need a poo and they'll you take them to the toilet. So Mate, we're big yeah. strides, big strides. But Charlie still has his moments where where he's hiding. He's hiding upstairs behind the curtains or under the bed, and he's got a little uh, he's got a little nugget in his pants. So uh, yeah, Finley's still leading the charge on that. But fair enough. A little turtle's head. Yeah, well, slightly bigger. To be honest with you, what's bi- I don't know what's bigger than a turtle. He's got a little I don't know. Full, he's got a full turtle, a full turtle in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Good terrapin in his pants. There you go. We actually, my week. Do you know what? Forget the forget the girl's first birthday, right? I experienced something this week which I didn't really know. Or since we last spoke, I didn't really know how to react to. Okay, go on. And it's forever. You, you're always bringing. It happened at daycare. Okay, I think I sent you a photo of it, right? So. We went to pick up Ryan, or the girls, the twins, right, from daycare last week. I think it may have been like one day last week. It doesn't really matter. And we we hadn't checked the app where our daycare 
continuously is like updating you on the app, what's going on, have they eaten, have they gone to sleep, all that kind of thing. So they'd send us a message on the app, but when we got to daycare, they were like, can you just sign the forms, please? And we were like, what do you mean sign the forms? And they were like, oh, did you not read the message on the app? Somebody's bitten Ryan. Oh, yeah. Okay, one of the other kids has bitten Ryan. So we were like, right, bitten her where? One of the kids has taken a massive chunk out of Ryan's face. I'm like, which motherfucker has bitten my daughter? <laughs> right, right, come here, you're having it. And they are like, they're literally, I'm like, get here now, going to kick off. And apparently this isn't like an uncommon thing. And, uh, you know, I've I've had this conversation with other friends and they're like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. The, the daycare's policy is they don't tell you which is the other kid that bit your kid. And if they're the biter, they don't tell you which kid they bit. Yeah, okay, got you. So so you can't then go after their parents or be like, your mother. Oh, because I was like this. I was ready to fucking go. I was ready to like. You're well protected where you're like, right, that's it. But then, say, but then, so I was like, this. the poor girl just had this massive... The kid had a full set of teeth because you could see it, it, top and bottom. Just like it was like me. It was like me taking a bite out of my. I was saying you should have taken. You should have had a little look at the teeth and then just gone around and seen like because surely some of them were missing teeth or won't have a full set of teeth. You'd be able to know, mate. You'd be like, right, no, he's missing one. He's missing one. Right, it's you. You're having it, you little shite. Yeah, exactly. And that's why. I, so I was going. I was literally going around. No, I was going to go around. So, you, yeah, just a full set of teeth out, a big chunk taken out of it. I mean, and I, I was like, to daycare, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, did she cry, whatever? And apparently she just, like, brushed it off and didn't really didn't really bother her, which is great. But likewise, if that was Parker, Parker would have been, the, the ambulance would have been called, she's the big softy. So, <laughs> so mate. Milking it, trying to get a red card. Exactly. So I sat Parker down <laughs> afterwards. So I sat Parker down afterwards and I was like, who did it? I was like, did you see who fucking did it? And did you go over there and just chin one of them? <laughs> Barker's like this. Stop. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I don't I don't condone any violence to any child, but if your child bites my kid again, I will come up and fuck you. <laughs> this is funny actually, because my um I think it's quite common with the bite, and I think it's a phase for some kids. It's obviously not not all kids. One of my mates little ones um was the biter so he'll he'll remain unnamed um not obviously not the biter to to um ryan but he'll rename remain unnamed and he he said he picked up um said child child x and um he said that he got he got pulled to the side and said that he keeps keeps biting other other kids And, and he was a bit like Oh, I'm so so. You know what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And he said it's just a phase, mate. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. He literally just they they stopped doing it eventually. Yeah. You obviously you don't. But apparently, apparently, sorry. Apparently, what he got told was ignore it because if they get attention off the back of it, they'll keep doing it. Ah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, yeah, a kid's biting someone, and you're not allowed to tell them off, mate. How things have changed, mate. If that was me or you back in the day, mate, you get clipped around the ear. You get a whack. You get an absolute whack. Imagine just going around biting kids and you'd be like, oh, just ignore it. You know, it's today's 
you just gotta don't yeah. encourage them, but don't shout at them. You're like fuck that, give them a whack, and then you go. I'm, I mean, listen, my daughter's one, so I can't be whacking my my one year old daughter. Like, <laughs> Mate, I don't know if we're allowed to put this out. Yeah, we <laughs> do. Like kicking off on one year old children. Yeah, no, I'm kicking off on the parents. I'm like, I'm gonna get your fucking get your feral child away from my 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 kid. <laughs> it's the parents' fault. Yeah. Do you know what's happened? Their kid, their kid has seen their parents biting each other, mate, and it's learnt behaviour. That's what yeah, it is. I'm like, what kind of kinky shit are you into? Like, stop, <laughs> stop doing it in front of your children as well. <laughs> that really threw me last week. Like, and like you said, it's a thing. Like, one of my friends is their kid to the biter, and they're just like, I can't do anything. I really can't do anything. But yeah, it's nice that you you're protective though. I'd like to see a Parker yeah, back I mean, line up a little bit more, if I'm honest. But you know. I did. We did have a conversation about that. Me and me and me and uh, me and Parker. Um, yeah, words were hard. Words were hard. I said, "You're in this together. You may, you know, you may, you've got to have each other's back." Yeah. No. Rightly so. Rightly so. But yeah, it's a lot. You know what? I'm happy for a quiet week. No hospital. No doctor's appointments. You know, touch word, all that stuff. Um, let's not curse it. Touch wood. Uh, so yeah, it's been relatively relaxed, mate. Um, you know. I thought one thing that I should do is update everyone on the old uh, Project Mbappe because the, the lads had their first rugby tots, um, which was huge, actually. It was a huge success. One, because, um, well, I actually wasn't there. Jess, Jess took them. I had a game. And, um, Sorry, mate. Do you, do you play rugby? No, I had a game of squash. Yeah, no, <laughs> I was otherwise engaged, right? It's on a Saturday morning, so Jess took them. And... Um, they absolutely loved it. Burnt off, obviously, a load of energy, which helped Jess um, for the rest of the day. But yeah, I think Project Mbappe is go. So the discussion around whether it's too early or what, um, I think we're all in. We've committed, mate. We've got the kits. We've signed up for a block of however long and we're going, mate. Investment is happening. It's never too early. Never too early to start planning for your retirement. This is it. This is where all my uh, all my eggs are now in this basket. And when I say this basket, it's not the two of them. It's the it's, it's the one that it's the one that's showing slightly more promise than the other one. Showing promise. Do you know when you go to rugby tots? Do you full, do you turn up in like full stash and be like, oh hey, right here they are. <laughs> this is how you do it. Are you like full pressure on the coaches? Are you like full rugby nose when you turn up? Oh, you shouldn't be doing it like that. Or do you just take it back? They've only they've only had one session, and I didn't I didn't take them. But I am available this weekend, and I'll be taking them. Um, should I go in for just full kit, <laughs> full kit, gum shield? All right, lads, gum shield. Just wear us. I know you don't wear a scrum hat, but just wear yeah. a scrum hat as well. Yeah, just put. Yeah, apply the pressure. I'll be that pushy dad, and I'll be slating any of the kids that aren't up to it as well. I think you have to be a little bit pushy as a father, or as a sorry, as a parent. But like, you got to find the happy, happy, happy medium, right? It's mad in um, in America, isn't it? Because obviously sports are so big over there, and it's like massive on athletes and stuff. There's loads of it, isn't there? And in America, you've seen the Tiger Woods thing. I know you line me up for that joke. Um, but his dad was was in, into Tiger Woods at like two years old, wasn't it? That paid off. Right, it did. Have you seen Tiger Woods' son? Yeah, Charlie. Legend. He's actually called Charlie. Yeah. I detected a lot of sarcasm there. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm being, being... I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, and he's just a mirror image, mate, and he's going to make an absolute fortune as well. So I think for me and you, I mean, for me and you, what, what are you going to get the girls into? What sport? What are you going to push them into? Golf? No, I've worked football, soccer. 
Oh, it's huge in America, isn't it? Huge. So I, I, um, I ordered them. Um, I've got like for their first birthday. I really splashed. When I, I know the podcast that never was our last episode. We talked about first birthday presents, right? So I ordered the girls soccer nets, football nets. <laughs> yes, don't call it soccer, right? You're from England. I know you now live in America, but you're from England, right? It's called football. We invented the game. It's called football. It gets on my nerves so much. So I ordered them two soccer nets. And Stop saying soccer nets. <laughs> um, and I'm going to put them up. They're not even walking yet. But for me, yes, you know, I want, I do want my children to play sports. Like I, we, we talked about this. We've talked about this. We met through sports. You know, our lives pretty much revolve and still does revolve around sports, you more so than me. But, you know, I think it, you know, it allows a, it, it gives, you know, that team, that camaraderie, that friendships. You know, I moved to, I moved to America, if you didn't know, in 2014. And I didn't know anyone. And I joined a rugby team. And next thing you know, I've got like 30 mates. 29 of them didn't really like me, but like, like, you know, one person was all right. But, you know, that's from sports, right? And, you know, for the girls and what I want the girls to have is this, you know, I want them to get used to how to play in a team and in team environments and and, and all that kind of stuff. So, and and football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, um, is huge in America. Absolutely ginormous, like for girls. Um, They're so much more than in Europe, you know, like the university... Um, soccer f- football final last year had like 30,000 people at it in, in I'm pretty sure in California somewhere that's mad it's mental um, so I'm pumped I'm really pumped about getting them in like soccer tops and all that kind of stuff um, but yeah I got that so I'm I'm getting those nets up down our hallway and I'm just going to have them like putting the ball in the net it's a funny way you look at it like that because some people like um and are and like sort of teeter along the line of, oh, they can go into whatever they want or, you know, oh, I won't push them in. Whereas you're just like, no, do you know what? Sport's been mint for me. I've met all my pals or like most of my pals through sport, um, gone to a new country and the way I made friends was through sport. So do you know what? I am going to push them into it. I'm not going to push them into it because I'm desperate for them to be professional or, no, look, it would be nice. Yeah, yeah. But actually it just gives you a, a nice sort of, way of life and you meet mates and you learn sort of good values I, I would say through through being in a team and playing sport I uh I agree 1000% you know how to get along how to you know work as a team you know leadership all that kind of stuff is is you know is everything sports you know isn't it because uh, I always think from my point of view when people ask me I suppose my natural reaction is to think Will, do I want them to be professional? Is 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 what probably how I take it. If people say, "Oh, you're going to want them to be rugby players," but actually, if you just take it as, "Do I want them to play rugby or do I want them to play sport?" Then yeah, hundred percent. Like, am I bothered about them being professional? No, not at yeah. all. I, I, well, I think, and I know we're working on Project Mbappe right now, and that's you know, <laughs> that's um, different. That's football. That's football. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, soccer. Yeah, soccer. Yes, come on. Um, but I think, yeah, I think 
I don't think you ever go in as, I mean, there are certain parents, right? They go in there and be like, I need them. You must be a professional. And I think that's when you become pushy. And that's when, you know, I'm sure the kid can grow to hate the game and all that kind of stuff. But for me, like, you know, it was, I was a very distinctly average sports player, right? Across all sports. And, but it gave me, an, it gave me so many different life lessons that, do you know what? I fucking, I wouldn't be in America today if it wasn't for playing rugby. Because you wouldn't have made the the friendships that you've made off the back of it. The connections, the friendships, you know. I had somebody said, you know, when I moved to America, somebody reached out to me on LinkedIn purely because I had my photo on my LinkedIn profile was me playing rugby. They were like, we want competitive people. That that burnt in my mind. The reason why he reached out to me said, do you fancy coming working in America? And I was like, that is unreal. Stockport rugby kit. It was magic. Hold sight. I still remember Dickie Hope now. The future is bright. The future is green, red, and white. Anyway, we've gone uh, slightly uh, <laughs> slightly off topic. No, but I think that's bang on, right, isn't it? It's to do with kids and, you know, sports. And I, actually, why do you get into sports? Not There is never an... Um, there is never... I don't think you should ever go in with, like, they must become professional. They must go into this... Firstly enjoy it that you know you've got they've got to enjoy it right and i am i cannot wait to take the girls to football and soccer training and matches on a saturday and a sunday i'm just buzzing for that i'm absolutely i'll tell you another angle as well with the the old sport thinking about the, the sport theme is the older you get i always think the the less friends you end up with because Obviously, your schoolmates disperse in terms of they start living here, there, and everywhere. So then if you start living a little bit through taking your kids to school or whatever, whatever, and then all of a sudden your friends your friends start becoming your, your kids' mates' parents a little bit. So actually taking your kids to groups or, or sports or whatever it might be, you start seeing the same faces every now and again and you develop friendships yourself. So it's not even just obviously me and you being mates. Obviously, you know, if our parents bumped into each other, they'd be on on the on the street chatting away. And yes, we're mates anyway, but through sport or whatever. Hundred percent. I I still remember when I played football, like soccer over in the UK. I could, you know, it be my dad would be stood with one of the other lads' yeah. dads, and they'd just be chatting yeah. in the yeah. corner, you know, walking around the pitch yeah. together. And there'd be the same four or five dads or mums there every week, yeah. wind, rain or shine, right? And and they would then become, and then we'd all go to the pub afterwards, and you know the kids would play pool, and but then they became mates from that. It, it doesn't just affect you know your kids playing sport doesn't just affect them, right? It affects, like you said, your friendship groups evolve, right? As a as you grow older, yeah. and if they become centered more around your children, but yeah. It, yeah, so you know, just just yeah, it's been a been a quiet week. <laughs> That's why we're talking about. <laughs> we like quiet weeks, mate. It means it's been going well. Yeah, we definitely like quiet weeks. However, listen to this, right? So I did the shopping. I think it was this week, and I obviously get a list from Robin of stuff we need for the kids, stuff we need for us. When I when there's stuff on the list that isn't in the shop, I always ring Robin, right? I always ring and I'm like, what, 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 firstly, what do you want as a replacement? And if it's not there, what should I get? And, you know, she, and this happened just this last week. 
And I took matters into my own hands because she didn't pick up the phone when I rang her when I was at the shop. Rule number one. Rule number one, never take matters into your own hand. I know. So this is where I fucked up. So I just remember coming back from the shop and her being like, there's a missed call on my phone. He's been out shopping. And as I walked through the door, she just goes, what wasn't there? And what the fuck did you choose? (laughs) (laughs) She was feeling I couldn't even tell you what it was right now. But my decision, she'd already made up in her mind that the decision was wrong. Mate, do you have um, click and collect over there? Yeah, because we we have that over here, and it's like sometimes they just like replace whatever. Like I don't know, we had no bacon left, so we got you some like smoky bacon crisps instead. And you're just like, (laughs) what are you on about, mate? (laughs) That's you, mate, going shopping with Robin, mate. So that's exactly how it was. (laughs) She is. She doesn't need an excuse to get after me, but she was fuming. (laughs) Um, So that was that was that was that for me. Um, That was really that. Um, That was my apart from the biting. I'm still absolutely pretty amped up about the biting. Yeah, you should be. Did you take the girls with you, or was this while they're in daycare? In daycare, in daycare. But anytime I do take the the girls either to um, to the shops or to Home Depot or B&Q, you know, we have Home Depot, you have B&Q when I do anything to do with the house. Such a dad. Right, such a dad, yeah. I, I, I have to laugh because anytime I'm pushing the double stroller down an aisle, you know, everyone's like, you know, as a, as, as a, they're like, you go, you look, they're like, I, 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 pretty, yeah. I, I feel as if like, I get like the red carpet out, like as a, almost like a single dad taking their kids out, you know, everyone's like, Look at you. What a great dad. You're a fucking legend, you know. Yeah. And I'm like this. Yeah, baby. I'm like milking it. You're right. And then I'm pretty sure Robin does the exam- exactly the same thing. And they're just like, hi. No, there's not. I think there's yeah. a real imbalance there of like when mums take the kids out and, you know, go shopping and do anything like that. You know, it's just done as like the norm. That's seen as the norm. But when a dad does it, Oh my God, he must be the best dad in the world. Like, look at you, you legend. And I'm like, fucking damn right. Uh, but I do think there is a I take it. There is Just a take there, it. There is a real there is a real imbalance there from and I, you know it, like inequality, whatever, whatever. I don't. That's probably not even the right word, but like. You know, just the way that people perceive it, I think, is kind of wrong. Firstly, and but as I said, I'm kind of lapping it up. But yeah. Nah. I do love taking the kids out on my own. It's usually the, the grannies having a little look, aren't they, with a nice little smile, and you're like, yeah, that's right. Dad of the year over here, don't you worry about it. Do you know what's hard? The um, When you go shopping, and you know there's like the old pull-out seat for the kids. You know, shopping, tro- shopping trolley. I'm not there yet. Well, I'm not there yet. Yeah, yeah. There's, I'm there's, not at that point yet. There's a double one that does exist, but they're like, mate, needle in a haystack, mate, don't exist. Yeah, it's like the golden egg. Right, mate. Yeah. There's probably one at every shop, and it's it's always being used because some people might have like a toddler and like a younger one or whatever, and they put them in. It'll probably be used. It'll probably be used by a singleton. There's probably just one kid in it as well, and if yeah. there is, I'll fucking go and hunt them down. The old singleton parents, eh? I got so many comments about that. You know, I got so many people being like, "Fuck you with your singletons," like <laughs> on your pedestal. 
Like, yeah, get off your pedal stool with your double twins, your yeah. double, double trouble. Um, with no sleep. Mate, yeah, with your no sleep, with loads of sleep. Um, but yeah, I we're not at the uh, we're not at the stage of putting them in. We actually probably will be when we next go, um, because they're both bombing around and stuff like that. But like we normally Yeah, so what what we do now if the we have to take the boys with us, Charlie and Finlay, the twins, um, is we put them in the in the trolley. Okay. Oh actually in it. As in yeah, actually in it. But obviously as it fills up, one they start to disappear, but two, they just start smashing into the food as well. So you just like smashing into cheese strings halfway around and stuff. It's good crack though, you do get some good looks like that. Oh, look at that fun dad over there, eh? With his boys in the with his twin boys in the old shopping yeah. trolley. Mate, yeah, just right. on this is a great segue, by the way, because there's an episode of um as I said, you know, I talked to you the other day about how much I love Bluey, the TV show. Mate. I'm I think I might turn my social media into like a bluey appreciation channel. Like my most viral tweet that I ever did that had like 57 likes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the most viral is a podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it was it was that. I was like bluey is literally the leg- the 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 greatest 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 kids show ever. On that note, you obviously know what my and I'm going to go into some episodes in a minute because I love it. Um, as I said, I think it's so relatable. You know, you you were nosing at me the other day, but like um, they have episodes where the parents are like hungover and they're like, "How do we deal with fucking kids when I'm hungover?" They have an episode where they're playing sports or they're playing rugby in the background. And the guy, the dad, pulls his hammer and he's like, "Oh man, <laughs> pull me out!" <laughs> Mate, it is the it is the shit. Like it that's that that show is in fucking credible. Bluey, mate, I can get on board yeah. with Bluey. I can get on board with Bluey. I hate being Don't I have that over here. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. Well, we've banned it in our house anyway, so it doesn't exist. It's not banned. The kids luckily the kids don't like it, but whining little shy of a rabbit. Bin him off, he's gone. Bing's gone. Bing's gone. Um I've got the kids. The kids don't dislike Bluey. If it's on, you might watch it. I've got them into Scooby-Doo. I love it. Which, oh, mate, absolute classic, mate. You cannot, mate. There's no school like the old school. Um, absolute classic. And they're loving it. They're absolutely loving it. Mate, you've got to be careful, right, what you – it's such an obvious comment, but what you put in front of your kids. Like, obviously, there's the old classic, if you swear in front of them and they swear back at you, like, oh, my God, do not say that in front of Jess, please. But, like, with Bing being a moaning little shite of a TV programme, right, I swear they learn they learn behaviour off that. Because I, I, I was um, watching Scooby-Doo with them, then all of a sudden, like, Charlie's saying, I'm Scooby, and Finley's Shaggy, and Matilda's like, oh, yeah, I'm Velma, and they're all going around, like playing and like playing about i'm like well surely if they're doing that right and they see bing whining or being a bit soft or whatever surely they'd see that and they act yeah like that yeah right it's learned behavior isn't it like actually just on that swearing thing my i've got a terrible mouth and um now the girls are like getting to that well they're one right my mum was like the other day she's like you have to stop like you cannot keep swearing like this because they are just going to turn around and be like, "You fucking wanker!" Soon, and I, <laughs> and I'd be like, "Where did you hear?" I mean, if it's in context, yeah, 
if they speak to you, mate, that's absolutely yeah, fine. Yeah, if they use it properly, I'm so down to that. <laughs> but, uh, but you're dead. Yeah, you're right. Like, um, there's another show that we have called Miss Rachel, um, YouTube star, like, um, but she does a lot of like, the, her programs are super educational and like teach them how to speak, you know, actually she, she does some signing on it as well. And it's nursery rhymes, but that's, that's great. And, but Bluey's the one, mate. Bluey is the one to the point, YouTube's so big now. to the point where if we put the kids to bed and when we put because we, the TV's on and we put the kids to bed and Bluey, Don't say Bluey just stays Don't on, mate, I'll finish the episode. I will, and and I'll, maybe a couple of episodes. It'll just be there, and I'll be like, "It's there. It's the greatest kids show ever." That is the most pathetic thing I've ever heard in my whole life. No, I disagree. I absolutely disagree. Bluey. I mean, do you know what? I'm going to pay attention more next time there's a Bluey episode on because I've, I've maybe not given it justice. I'll, I'll give it a bit more attention. I'll come back to you on that yeah. one. I don't. I genuinely think you'll love it. But yeah, I genuinely think you'll love it. Have you got any um any any dad thoughts of the week? Well the one that I had in mind was we read loads with Matilda. Okay. Loads. And with the boys, it's a lot more um they're mad into dinosaurs at the moment. So it's instead of actual reading stories or what we may have read with Matilda, it's more like looking at pictures or looking at dinosaurs or whatever a little bit little bit of a difference and i don't want to say a cop out we probably put more time into the reading with matilda and look they're only three and they do like to sit down with a book every now and again but we definitely don't read as much with the boys as we did the girls just on that on that point like we we were really worried about how little (laughs) we read with the girls uh and you know, probably have them watch TV too much. But I think what the TV gave us was... Bluey. Firstly, Bluey. <laughs> was your favourite programme? Okay. I don't think... <laughs> I'm like to the girl, the girls want something else, and I'm like, no, we'll watch it. <laughs> but I think what the TV gave me, and this is a cop-out, and actually it's not, because I think this is part of life, right? It gave us 15, 20 minutes where the girls would just be sat still, watching TV, right? And you can get shit done. You can put a wash on or, uh, you know, do the washing, put load the dishwasher, do what you got to do. But because they're watching TV, where, and we've tried to read with them. And actually now my mum's over, she's mad into it. She was doing nursery rhymes with them last night. And I think now they're becoming a little bit more, you know, engaged with it. But it's so hard to keep them both. Like I try and sit down with them in between them and have one either side and Parker's off. Ryan's just trying to rip the book out of my hand. So they're not, you know, it's, it's a little bit more difficult, but I, you know, I kind of laugh. Like I've had some friends in the past that have been like, no, no TV. I'm, and I was one of those parents. Like, I'll be very honest. I was like, my kids won't watch TV, right? They'll have a limited amount of screen time. And I was just like, fuck that. Get Like as soon as they kick off, bang, Miss Rachel comes on and the kids are like this. And I'm like, praise yeah. the Lord. Thank you, Miss Rachel. Uh, it just, you know, she goes, hello. And all the kids, the, but Ryan's head goes like this. And I'm like, the, she, that, was a, that was a big smile. Level. Um, but, I wish um, we could get a screenshot of that goofy smile you just did. I hope she looks cuter than that. 
She's an O'Reardon. She's Robin, so she don't look way cute enough. But, yeah, I was really against that screen time. But do you know what? At this point now, whatever helps you be a parent, use it. Mate, there's a couple, there's a couple of things there. Like, if you're trying to read a book, right, to two kids, and one of them is off and bum shuffling down wherever, and the other one's just trying to grab the book out your hand and do whatever, but they're not engaged in it anyway. So how much are they gaining from it? Exactly. There's no, there's no guilt there. And as for the other thing, mate, you've got a life to live and you've got stuff to do. So if you're yeah. going to plonk the kids in front of the TV for, you know, a bit of time while you can get your shit together or get sorted or even mate, or even just to lie there and give yourself half an hour's peace, mate, that's, mate, you need it. There's no judgment here. Like, I, I agree with you. We, me and Jess were definitely those parents at first where it was like, oh, you know, we need to, you know, give our kid the best, you know, the best life in, in the world and they won't be on the TV all the time. It's going to be about, you know, reading and this and that. But, mate, it's just not realistic. Like, don't get me wrong. They can't be in front of the TV all day. But if you've got a balance between, <laughs> well, they can actually. <laughs> I've done it and it works. Um it's just about, it's like anything, isn't it? It's about balance. And you know what? Some days, if you're, if you're ill, right? And I don't know, if you're ill and Robin's at work, mate, you're going to have to plonk them in front of the TV and keep them engaged for a bit of time because you you literally can't do anything about it. No, you are very right. I think this is a judgment-free zone. And I don't, you know, for any parent that is listening or just anyone that's listening, right? Don't feel guilty about screen time. It is, I'm not advocating for it 24-7 at all, but that shit is, when you need it, use it. <laughs> even, it's not even just the screen time, actually. It's bribery in general. Do you not think parenting is just bribery? Constantly. It's like, if I give you this chocolate, will you shut up? <laughs> if I give you this, will you shut up? <laughs> It's just constant. Even to the point now, like even to the point now, when Parker's crying and I can't, I can't bribe her with food, I'll just pick her up because I know that's what she wants. Right? Yeah, and I'm like, I know I shouldn't because now she knows she gets what she wants. But I'm like, God, no way. It just makes my life easier. We um, we did a little bit with Matilda. First, first child, obviously, just like apple of our eye. She always wanted to be picked up out of the out of the pram. She'd be crying. So the way to settle her, well, obviously would be to keep in the pram, but if she's crying that much, she would get her out. And you'd end up like walking with her for 10 minutes while while and she'd settle her while you're pushing the pram and then eventually get her back in the pram. Like the boys haven't been like that. Charlie Finley haven't been like that at all. But Matilda still now can whine a little bit when we go walking. So we're now paying the price for being soft with her. Do you know what I mean? So there is actually always a, a counter, yeah. counter argument for it. Whereas the boys have just always walked; they're mad keen to walk everywhere, and they're great little walkers now. Well, they'll walk further than Matilda easy, with and Matilda be complaining a little bit as we as we get into it. That's it. Listen, there's no there's no one rule fits all, is there? Like just fucking, as a twin parent, as a parent of multiples, my one rule is survive. <laughs> do what you need to do. Do what you fucking need to do. Especially if someone bites your kid. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you have to bring that back up? Like, you've just, you just forgotten it, hadn't you? You motherfucker. Has she still got a mark now? No. 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 It's got, I, 
Actually, she was kind of gone. I don't know. I don't think so. Bless her. Talk to me about the picture of the girls with top knots. Mate, look, it looks legit. They, they look great. Oh, mate, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, well, it's just their hair's getting so long now, it grows into their eyes. So Robin is the only way Robin can... I mean, I've, <laughs> you ever tried to do... I mean, I actually saw you doing a, a video of Matilda's hair the other day, but um, I can't do, like, um, put tie hair up. So it's like a really small, like, bobbin, what we call bobbins, um, like, you know, what Bubble. Bubble, yeah. I mine just fall out, so I need to get better at that. That's yeah. a, my homework. My homework, and I'll update you next week. Is can I put the girls' hair up? Yeah, I'm not because I'm terrible at it right now. But, but, mate, but when they're so small, and obviously their hair's quite long, but it's not like really long. Yeah, and obviously our hands we're just not used to. We're not used to doing it anyway, are we? No. I remember, and, and kids' hair when they're younger, so thin and like fragile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember doing it with Matilda and she just constantly being like, ow, ow, ow. Because you're so heavy-handed trying to get it here. Yeah, no, I'm... Uh, so that's that's my practice. But yeah, the the hair is up just to keep it growing out of their eyes. Like, it's getting long. It's getting long. Because, mate, boy, boy's hair is, like, short back and sides, right? And you've got this, like, two-year-old child or, like, 18 months, whatever. It's like, do I give him short back and sides? Like, am I, am I taking him for a skin fade? What's going on here? So we just grew the boy's hair out, and they've got absolute mop heads, mate. They look like they have a skateboard and baggy jeans and a chain singing Blink-182 at one point. So we had to do something different. So top night it was. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. Listen, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to episode three Episode three, the highly anticipated uh, episode three of Double Trouble, the Twin Dad podcast. Um, we episode one, uh, we are nearly at two hundred listens, two hundred listens, two hundred plays. So thank you very much for for tuning in. Episode two um, is closing on hundred. So thanks so much, everyone. Uh, we're out on YouTube now, so please subscribe and please tell your friends. But yeah, that has been another. Fantastic episode, Tom. Thank you very much for your time. I know it's been great to see you again after 10 days, mate. It has been great. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.